It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. Are dogs here? Our dogs in South Africa are proper dogs. They're not pets. We don't have pets because of the violence. We have dogs. In Australia, the dogs there knock off at five. I was there. They got the, the dogs go like, wow, oh, mate. Nah, mate. Nah. South African dogs bark properly. Because they are guard dogs. We don't feed our guard dogs. Most of us just leave the gate open. <laughs> but have you noticed, South African guard dogs, oh, they bark from their testicles. Properly. Good girl. Look, some people still have those terrible little dogs. Women generally, sorry girls, but women seem to hide those little funny little things under their armpit and they go into the grocery store and dis- disguise it as a basket or something. Have you seen, who's got some of those? You, got, you know those little dogs that hang in, hang in your wife's arms? It's five years old, its feet haven't touched the ground yet. <laughs> Walks through the shop. I wonder what these things are for. Our dogs are proper. But have you noticed how dogs are? They're like humans. And people think to us, they say, are you from South Africa? Will they understand you? Clearly, we do the same things. We do the same things. All worldwide, we do the same in South Africa. Even our dogs. If you notice like a pack of dogs when they go out, they're just like a pack of humans. You get one big dog, you get three small ones, and one tiny one that makes all the trouble. <laughs> have you noticed that? The big guy is just by himself. The three smaller guys are just cool. But the small one is... So this morning we're in conversation with one of the most experienced and most versatile comedians around. And he continues to draw capacity crowds in venues across Africa uh, and universally. And his universal appeal has created a global fan base uh, through tours around the world, highlighting his ability to cut through all boundaries and to appeal to any nationality, race or age. 30 years in the common, uh, comedy business, Barry Hilton has raised the world's laughter level in a big way. And uh, with that, we say good morning to veteran comedian uh, Barry oh. Hilton, everybody's favorite cousin. I tell you, we had a message here just since after six, like, I can't wait to listen to you this morning. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very, very much. I really appreciated that dog story. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was a while ago, but it's still good. Thank you very much. And in fact, I, I, I performed that story in Perth when I first wrote it because the, the, a guy was asking me from the stage, um, how bad is it in South Africa? And I said, bad. Your dogs knock off at five. That's how it started. And that's how the whole story started on that. So it's quite amazing. Well, I appreciate it. 
Barry, you know, I, I must say, um, the first person I actually knew as a stand-up comedian in South Africa was you. Wow. Yes, and then everybody else seemed to follow after that. And I know that you've probably been asked this a million times before, but for the benefit of our listeners, because, you know, it's different platforms, different listenerships, you know, people want to know, uh, who is Barry? Where does he come from? Uh, Where did the cousins start? Well, actually, I I started in school, really, um, you know, when I was about eight. I realized, you know, I've got ADD. But uh, in those days, when I was a youngster, ADD was only prescribed or by uh, prescribed, diagnosed by your by your teacher, not your doctor. Because every three months, my <laughs> father used to get the same note from my teacher. If Barry only studied harder at, at uh, history and geography instead of trying to make an absolute fool of himself, <laughs> he might go forward in life. So that's what happened, and I've always wanted to, to work like that. And I knew that when I was in school, I never got bullied ever because... I would make the bullies laugh. So they would just love me along that. So I used to use the, the, my humor to get out of all these weird situations. But the circumstances, my father was a, a tradesman. And uh, he said to me, I'm a tradesman. Your granddad was a tradesman. So therefore, you will be a tradesman. Um, so I had to become a, an a electrician. For 10 years, I was an electrician. But I was useless because I wasn't interested in it. All I wanted to do is make jokes. Uh, yeah, see, I, I would worry if you were the electrician wiring my oh, house. Imagine. You know, because imagine something going wrong, you see sparks and you make a joke of it instead of taking well, it seriously. Well, current joke. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so I, there was a program in South Africa called Built on Potrost many years ago, and it, and it sort of featured three British comedians versus three South African comedians. And I, I couldn't get a job as a comic because I wasn't one of those select people. So I pretended I was from England and I got a job. Wow. I spoke like an Englishman. I don't know if you know any accents from Liverpool. I walked into a, a state... Don't uh, understand them. Well, I, I walked into an office and I said, all right, there, well, I've just come from Liverpool. I like South Africa. It's great. In England, people think the sun is a newspaper. So the guy gave me a job. He thought I was a comedian. And I spoke like that for... A good six months to everybody and everybody, everybody. And one day, they offered me a contract more, and the guy said to me, uh, uh, we just want to find out one thing, and I thought, oh, my cover's blown, you know? So he said, is it true that you can do a really, really good South African accent? It's funny you should say that. So that's basically how I started in the business, by pretending. And then, and what are comics? We, You know, we pretenders. We, we see things... And, and to just explain it differently. You know, that one of the stories I tell my, my one son, he was going through matric. And basically, you know, the, you've been, we, well, when we go through matric, you're only interested in the matric dance. You're not interested in the results. Mm-hmm. So my son said to me, you know, Daddy needs, he's going to the matric, he's got the best looking girl in the whole school, and um, he needs to arrive at the matric dance in such a way that they're going to talk about it for the next 20 years. So obviously he wanted this huge whatever. So when he said that to me, I said, no problem, you can walk. So, and then I put it in my show. I said, I do the whole story about him going to the matric talks and, and he had to walk. So now when all these matric people go like, oh, yes, there's Robin Hilton. He had to walk to the matric dance. So, boom. Wow. So we, so we just think of different things. For instance, I have a five-year-old child 
and uh, I got married again after quite a few years. And I had grown up children. I met this beautiful woman, Sandy, who's, who's we married now. One day she said to me, just out of the blue, I think we should have a child. And a normal person would have said, okay, well, let's talk about this thing. And I immediately said to her, are you crazy? I've got five children as it is, and I've been reading this chappy wrapper, and inside the chappy wrapper it says, every sixth person born on earth is Chinese. <laughs> what did Sandy And then say she looked at that? me like, what the hell are you doing? And I said, exactly, how are we going to understand this child when he grows up? We speak English in his house. So uh, that's how we do things. So that's how we work him up. So but subsequently we've got this lovely little boy called Jack, and he's already on the stage. Now, now tell me, you know, father to six children, how do you find parenthood? Well, um, I find that, you know, it, it's a tough thing, but if you, if you look at it, you know, my, my, my daughter's 37, and then I have five boys who are 34, 30, 24, 23, and five. And I've got a grandchild of 10. So basically, I've done this on purpose because I still like playing with Lego. Really? Why don't you, why, really, if you want to play with the Lego, Barry, play with it. You don't need to have a child to play with you. Do you know what? Kids are, for me, kids are my true wealth because they're such beautiful creatures and you grow up with them and it's, you have such fun. And I just love kids, man. It's, I'm very lucky. I, I've got six beautiful children. And I really have a good time with them. And they all, in fact, next year, it's a special birthday for me. And my kids from all over the world are coming to my birthday next year. It's my 60th. You know the so, way you say it, my kids from all over the world. From all over the world. They're all, all over the different world. Yeah. But it's but, great, man. But, you know, I'm a South African and we're here to stay. So I love being in South Africa. But... Yeah. 30 years in the business, um, yes, 30 years plus, uh, Barry, that's a very long time. You must have seen quite a bit over that time. Absolutely. I've, I've worked in men's locker rooms. I've worked on ships. Why uh, were you working in men's ships. locker rooms? I, I got booked to do a show in a, in a big engineering uh, company for like the end of the year company, Bry, and it was raining outside, so they... They changed the venue in to the inside the men's locker room because most of the company were men. They were engineers and you know fitters and turners and things like that. So we did the show in the change room. So it was fine by me. Okay, it's because it's I love working. And, and you know, for instance, last month I don't I don't know if you know I did a show at at um, Carnival City, and I drew four thousand people to my show. Mm-hmm. And the very next night the very next night i did a show for 30 people um, how, how do you cope with that do you well know? that was just the, the the greatest honor for me was the fact that the night before four thousand people have paid to see my show and we all had a great time and i did just short of two hours at carnival city it was really fun but the next night there was a lady who was turning 70 and her children said to her what would you like for your 70th birthday? And she said, I want all my children around me, and I want Barry Hilton to do a show. So what? that's a massive honor that oh, somebody would say, I want Barry Hilton to do my show. So from 4,000 people the one night to 30 people the next night, it's just you just got to change the direction on which you work. 
Yeah, see, I thought um, it was so bad that n- uh, nobody decided to come the following day. But no. yeah, that's just me. But well, you know, I just did a show in in Potchefstroom. Um, I'm I'm starting to to do a lot of Afrikaans fiestas, and I'm the only English speaking guy there. It's quite amazing. I'm the only English. I'm, there's all these brilliant Afrikaans bands and singers and all that stuff, and I'm the guy that's doing the comparing in English. And my opening line is, I say, you see, the Afrikaans guys realize that there needs to be a quota system in South Africa. So I'm the I'm the complimentary English-speaking guy, so they love it. Speaking of, I see, very interestingly, um, you were actually the master of ceremonies at Steve Hoffmeyer's wedding. How did that happen? He phoned me up, and he asked me, he said to me, listen, Barry, I'm a big fan of yours. I said, okay, thank you, and... He said to me, would you please do the honor of being the MC at my my wedding? So I thought about it for a little while, and I said to him, Steve, I'll do it, but I know your track record. Can we do a deal for three shows? I'll spread over the next four <laughs> And then he said to me, no, I'm really serious, buddy. Would you do it? So I said, okay. You like that? <laughs> but that's how we think. You know, that's how comics think. But I did it. I mean, Steve Hoffmeyer, like him or hate him or whatever, he's still a man. He's still, he still, he found a woman that he wanted to marry and they had a beautiful ceremony. So once again, I was quite honored that he asked me to do it. Barry Hilton, everybody's favorite cousin on the show this morning. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to open the lines 891 SMS us on 34701. Twitter, Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. We're in conversation with Barry Hilton this morning, veteran comedian, everybody's favorite cousin. And this cousin name, where did that come from? Whose cousin are you? My cousin name, thank you very much. It's actually from the fact that I have ADD and I can't remember people's names. So from as long as I can remember, I would always talk to folks because I'd get on with most people and i just find friends everywhere. And then somebody would say, who's this guy? And I'd say, oh, well, he's my cousin. That's how it started. <laughs> he's my cousin because I couldn't remember what his name was. So, And then it, when I walked on stage, I used to say, hello, my cousin. And that's how it started, really. That's, it's that simple. Oh, fair enough. Uh, but uh, but really? if you think about it, we've, we've actually got a clothing range out now called My Cousin. You do? Yes. It's, if you go on to mycousin.co.za, you can see we've got this clothing range that says my cousin. And if you look at the at the logo, there's a, if you see them, you have to look at it. You'll see that it starts off at the Sturkfontein Caves because underneath it says it's all relative. <laughs> so basically we are all cousins, you know, but it's just... Uh, what oh, is, uh, you know. so, so speaking of this range, Cynthia Nkosi says, I saw Barry on Nolene's show and he was wearing a duke. He's so hilarious. So is there a duke in the range as well? Yes, absolutely. There's a duke. There's, a, there's everything. There's flip-flops. There's everything. There's bright tongs. We just have fun. I, I, I enjoy the fact that we are South Africans. And did you know that bry is the only word that is used in every language in South Africa? Um, now that you mention it, I can't think of another. Yes, you think about it. When, you, uh, when you're going to have a bry, no matter who you are, English, Afrikaans, whatever you are, vernacular, anything... You say, bry. This is true. This Absolutely. is actually true. Well, wow. I, we, I, I coined this phrase called No Chanon's Bry, and uh, we've got a whole range of clothing, that No Chanon's Bry clothing. It's great fun.
Ah. So, you know, as artists, we like to we like to um, produce all the time. So whether uh, if I can go back to that show I did at four thousand seater, and then I did a thirty show, thirty people the next day, the fact that people were listening to me is the is the gold, not the money or anything like that. But you're an artist; you understand. Now, Barry, tell me about that because I can I can see you in Australia, South Africa, different audiences, but you started 2014 with a performance in Hong Kong. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, talk to us about that. I need <coughs> to understand. A woman, a woman on my Facebook page, um, contacted Sandy and said, "Why doesn't Barry perform in Hong Kong?" So Sandy wrote back to her and said, well, why doesn't he? So they had a little chat together. And before we knew it, I was off to Hong Kong to do a show for the South African Business Association who were mixed with the Australian Business Association, the New Zealand Business Association, and, 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 and. So cut a long story short, I had 350 people from all different nationalities who are working in, in, New York, in uh, Hong Kong. And a guy who runs the comedy club there saw me and said to me, would you come back and do the comedy in the comedy club? And I said, well, certainly. So that's what happened. So, and the comedy club in Hong Kong is really cool. It's downstairs in a basement. There's no windows. There's no lights. It's just a mm. comedy basement. So, and people from every different nationality go there. You can't begin to imagine. So it's fantastic. So I've done it four times now. It sounds claustrophobic, uh, Barry. No, it is. And then from there I go, I do, <laughs> yes, I do American cruise liners and Australian cruise liners. And you know, all of we were in Vietnam the other day. In fact, we just came back from Singapore. I, was, I did the, in Singapore and Kuala Lumpur, I did the, um, the Kuala Lumpur International Comedy Festival. It was great. Wow. Yes, okay, let's bring in some of our listeners. Uh, Dennis is yes. calling us from Cape Town. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Zakina. Thanks for the great show. Uh, I just want to tell Barry, in 1983, there was a, uh, a rum promotion on at a hotel in Cape Town called the Fairmead Hotel. And it was a Monday night, and it was my birthday, and there was a famous comedian at that time called Johnny Noble. Exactly. And, and it was now. Johnny Noble and guest, whoever this guest was going to be. And just to keep it short, Barry Yelton was the guest. And the show started about nine, about eight, about six o'clock in the six o'clock in the evening. After the show, he came to sit at our table, and I thanked him for the show, which was one of the best comedic shows I've ever seen. So Barry, thanks for all the years of great comedy, and maybe be many more, pal. Go well. well. Thank you so so much. I, you know what? I remember that show vividly because Johnny Noble was the famous guy in Cape in South Africa at the time, and he yeah. was one. I'd asked virtually every comedian in South Africa to help me and they wouldn't help me and Johnny Noble said come I'll help you and That's he it. said to me he looked at my talent he said geez you're going to go far pal and the weird thing is I can still remember one or two of the jokes which I can't tell on, uh, on radio <laughs> no you can't I was a bit naughty those days but, it's, but I'm still go, go, go well but, but the point is <laughs> thanks yeah I love it you know I'm very I'm very honoured that you would remember that and wow. I hope you're still not wearing the same shirt <laughs> Honestly, that hotel is now Old Age Home. Okay, but you must come to my show in Rockwell on Sunday night, the Rockwell in Cape Town. We're having a great show. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make it. Thanks, Barry. Go well. Thanks very much for your support. And Thanks, pal. Cheers, man. Thank you so much, Dennis, in Cape Town. 1980- yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, 
surely that must just make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Well, absolutely, because as he was talking about it, I remembered it. You know, and I, I remember my first awkward moments on stage. And this great comic called Johnny Noble, who had the time to stay, just look at me and say, you know what, son, you've got something, I'm going to help you. So I remember that. And, 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 and a thing that Johnny Noble taught me was, he said, when I'm, when I'm doing this, I must always stop and help the ones that want to come up because the future is important. And I never, I never understood that really until I became, if you will, famous. And, and youngsters would come to me and say, will you give me a chance? And I say, yes, go, because I'm, I'm paying it forward almost. Mm. And that's what it's about, you know. We, imagine it, you've got to have new, fresh, focused talent to come forward. We, you know, we really did, uh, we did a show this weekend in Amarnas, because we stay in Amarnas now. And, okay. Uh, you know that we live, don't you know? We live I in Amarnas. I'm actually, I'm, I'm the first substitute if any whales don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Have you noticed how people are genetically certain sizes? Have you noticed football players on a certain size, mainly? Most football players are a certain size. And the referees generally are bigger than the football players. And it works out the referees wanted to be football players, but genetically they were just a little bit too big to have the mobility of the football players. So they became referees because they wanted to be in the game. But it's like the small dog mentality. When the referee, the big, blows a whistle, the small dog's like, no respect. But it's different. With rugby players worldwide, rugby players are monsters, big people. And have you noticed most referees, rugby referees, are small? <laughs> Basically because genetically they were too small to be rugby players. <laughs> so they became referees. But it's so different. That huge rugby player can just go... <laughs> but they show respect. Have you seen it? And the referee blows him up. <laughs> Barry Hilton, that's whom we're in conversation with this morning. Been in the industry for over 30 years, as wow. you've heard, he's, he's performed in Hong Kong. And Barry was actually invited to kickstart the Hong Kong International Comedy Festival in September with shows in Singapore, Macau, Hong Kong. Resounding successes, performed to capacity crowds, rave reviews, not only here at home, in other countries abroad as well. New Zealand, Australia during September... You heard him say he performed on cruise liners and um, he was invited to perform at the Top Gear Festival in Durban. And um, he was one of the celebrity drivers during a couple of rounds with the Stig. Now, that has to be one of my favorite celebrities, the Stig. How was that, Barry? Oh, fantastic. You know, uh, he wouldn't talk to me. So I just I thought he was a German guy called Helmut. <laughs> because, <laughs> ah, Barry, come on. <laughs> Yes, he can drive, eh? We went in this uh, supercharged uh, Mercedes-Benz, and this guy goes round the track. It is frightening, 
frightening the speed at which this guy goes. It's, it was incredible. So it was really cool. But of course, it's, you have to say a wisecrack. And they, they asked it to me, what do you think? And I said, there's nothing that a Chevy wouldn't do. Because we sell African there. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, this thing said nothing throughout that whole session? No, nothing. He doesn't. He just looks at you. He doesn't even nod his head. He doesn't. He just looks at you and then gets in the car. Doesn't say anything and drives. Oh damn! So I kept on calling him Helmet. That's as simple as that. <laughs> well, um, if he's German, I, don't, I think he would have taken that anyway. I don't know what he is, but he's yeah. quite. But those guys from the top uh, gear, you know, it's sad that they off the TV because of what's happened. But they were such a slick outfit, and and. Even though that their show was rehearsed, they were still very much ad-libbing along the way. They were very polished professionals. So you don't have to be a comic to, you know, to, to draw people in. These guys are just very good orators. They're great. Mm. And to the sport, uh, do you enjoy any sport in particular? Oh, yes. I love bike rides, riding, you know, uh, but not uh, cycling because I'm too fat for it. I like, I like GP bikes and things like that. But I like <laughs> soccer as well. You know, and, but uh, all sports good. It's really good. Uh, would you believe me if I tell you that I kite surf? No. Exactly. <laughs> I do. I kite surf. It's quite Where? Cool. Well, I live in the, in a monastery. So I don't even know if there's a sea out there to the left. So we we kite surf in the surf. That's what it's about. You uh, uh, are you serious now, Ben? I'm deadly serious. I kite surf. I, I need fun. to see this. I need to see this. Can you please post some pictures? Do something. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We need to see yeah, this to believe it. Yeah. And, and 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 do you support any particular teams? Uh, let me start with clubs I'm an Everton before. supporter. Everton. Famous. Yes. Why Everton? I went when I was a youngster. I went to school in 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 a place called Colwyn Bay. My dad, my dad used to go from job to job because he was a he was a building contractor, you know. So, in fact, we used to move so much. We we used to get. Ask, gypsies used to ask my father for advice. <laughs> so uh, we went. We were in this in a place in Wales for a while, and I did. Uh, I went to a school, a Catholic school, because I'm a Catholic, and uh, they they supported Everton. So you know, I just started supporting Everton, and I've been a fan since I was seven years old. Wow, it must be painful though to support Everton. Yes. Yeah, sometimes it uh-huh. is it painful. Well, it happens, you know. My Facebook is just lit up. I've got. Can I say hello to somebody? That's just ask me on my Facebook, Sonia. She's on my Facebook and she's listening to our show now. So hello, Sonia, and of course Sheila from George. Hello, Sheila from George. And wow, isn't it nice that people would get up so early? I mean, I'm an entertainer. I didn't know there was two uh, eight o'clocks in a day. Ah, oh, no, come on, Barry. And now you're taking my job. You're reading my Facebook messages. and every, uh, But anyway, let me read some more to you. Um, yes. uh, Singo and Makado says, what a great show and a great man. We need to do this every Friday to detox from the daily, irritating, depressing politics. Oh, um, absolutely. Because I don't want to get into politics, comrades. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm a comrade. <laughs> so, so, so then you should do well. No, I shouldn't. I don't want to do politics. I just like being who I am and... And having fun with my life, you know, I just really, I'm very fortunate. And I, I, like, I mean, I'm, I'm honored that you would choose to phone me to ask me to light up our Friday morning. But isn't it great? 
That's why we work. You're an artist, so you understand. We don't work for money. We don't do that. We work for the fact that people enjoy what we produce, and I think that is it's the greatest honor in the whole world. And I'm so grateful to you for saying that because I think sometimes people don't get it. Ultimately, it is about the people that you are serving, the listeners, you know, the people who come to watch your show. That is Absolutely. ultimately why we get up to do what we do. But May it, I just say something? I, I just did a show, I just did a show at, in Potchestroom for the, the big fierce in Potchestroom. Okay, and I got on stage and I realized, I looked at the audience and I saw the, the, the cross-section of the audience or whatever. Then I realized that Fundamerva jokes were the order of the day. No disrespect to anybody else. But my whole, my whole three hours that I was there doing emceeing on the thing, I only did Fundamerva jokes because that was suited for the audience for the day. And it worked. I was, I'm not one of these artists that says, listen, you will listen to what I say because I'm great. Mm. I'm, I'm an artist that says, well, let me see what works here and let me do this because basically I'm great at doing this. So it's, you, know, you, have to, you have to realize that you're only as good as your audience allows you to be. Absolutely. But uh, let me read a few messages because me. there are a few about your facial expressions. Oh um, Miguel in Widendalsra says, hi, Barry. How do you move your ears like an animal? Um, genetics, I think. Sorry, I just had a quick bark. <laughs> and I'm just peeing on the bush, right, as you speak now. Uh, uh, no, please, no, not now. <laughs> hold it, hold it, until after the show. Um, Mpeto Kosa says, um, Papa Hilton is very funny. His face says it all. Um, ask him how many awards he has. I find uh, finding Lenny is his best ever. And speaking of finding Lenny, someone else sent a message, I'm just trying to find it, saying that they're struggling to find that. Where can they get it? Well, exactly. That's what it's called, finding Lenny. It's one of those, it's, uh, you have to find it somewhere. Nobody knows what it is, but it's out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> but they wanted to make a sequel of Finding Lenny. But I said to the guy, how can you have a sequel of Finding Lenny? How can you have a movie called, actually, it wasn't him? <laughs> Well, that would have been a good sequel, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, but thank you. Yeah, I've got a few awards, but uh, awards, are, awards are pieces of tin. It's the fact that I'm still working and people still come to my show and my children love me and my wife loves me. I don't know about the other two wives that I had, but the one I've got now loves me. <laughs> and um, that's, do you like, can I tell you something? My second wife, she actually left me and she married my best friend. Are you serious? Yes. Look, I've never met him, but I send him a thank you card once a year. <laughs> That's just mean. Let me read a few more messages. Stella Nikki says, now I understand why Barry walks around with sagging pads. He's a tradesman at heart, and that's a tradesman's trademark. Absolutely. Uh, Sibanyoni says, Barry was performing to his Chinas in Hong Kong. Why are you surprised, Sakina? And then, (laughs) (laughs) Blessings Busiso uh, says, uh, recruiting fans for Arsenal on national radio. I mean, how could I not try? At least we've won something in the recent past. I mean, Barry, when was the last time Everton won something? I don't know, but I'll tell you what's going to happen. Did you know that South Africa is going to take the Rugby World Cup? Why do you say that? Because even if we don't win it, there's somebody from South Africa is going to take it. <laughs> I can tell you that now. Happily. Why wouldn't we say? We're a good team. Well, we're a great team. 
Are no. we all behind no, us? No, 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 no. No, you, you can't backtrack now. You didn't say we were going to win it. You, you clearly said we're not going to win it, but okay. somebody's going to take it. Okay. Everton, can I talk about my Everton team? Everton just uh, a great shame. team. You may. You know, they're just a great team. They carry on. They don't, they don't stop believing in themselves and they go forward. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you know, when I think of Everton fans, that eight-year drought that we suffered as Arsenal supporters, oh, I, I look across at people like Everton and Tottenham and well, well, Everton Liverpool got a manager. Uh, moving straight along, that was a low blow. but That, that was so low, Barry. Le- moving straight along. Uh, let's go to El Quartini. Anne is calling from there. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Sakina. Thank you for your wonderful show and for bringing, uh, for bringing on such a wonderful comedian. And Thank so good morning to Barry, too, for being with us this morning. We hear so little of our comedians today, and we, we wish we would hear you oftener. So it's lovely having you for this hour. Thank you Thank so you. much for your, the wonderful laughter that you can give us when we do hear you. I and really also you give me a good it. idea today, and that is about cousin business. Because I, um, you know, my head is old already, and so um, I forget names very, very frequently, even those of my my nearest friends at times. So I'll use your strategy of calling them cousins as well. So well, thank you for that tip also this morning. But thank you for your lovely uh, program and for your wonderful sense of humor and sharing it with us. Thank you thank so you much. Thank you a lot, Gary. You're a wonderful person. Keep it up. Thank you, man. And thank isn't you it, so isn't much, Isn't it amazing? Man. Somebody phoned all the way from Ireland. Ah, she's in El Guadini. Yeah, but she's Irish. She's Irish. Yes. Yeah, um, but you see, that, that, that's how you roll, Barry. So yes, why are you surprised? I'm very lucky, you know. It's, it's a blessing I have. Absolutely. You know, the, and, uh, my my mm-hmm. greatest gift is my children phone me and they tell me they love me without asking me for money. So that must be doing something right. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Your children don't ask for money. No. Why not? You know when, you, you know when your children says to you, Daddy, mm-hmm. you automatically go for your wallet and say, how much? Mm-hmm. That's, it's, that's a natural reaction when you're a father. Daddy, you know I love you. Okay, how much do you need? But, but how did you manage that? With six kids. We're all just doing it. It's just what you do <laughs> as a father. You know, a, a woman actually said to me the other day, you've got six children. Do you know what's causing it? I said, yes, woman. <laughs> Flips. <laughs> Don't you read stuff? So, yeah, kids are a, are a massive part of my life, and it's just brilliant. But how did you get them not to ask for money? You know what? I, um, I just told them that I'm a poor, struggling artist, and I need the Ferrari just for the image. We can't have the bread and milk, but the Ferrari is important for people to think that I'm rich. And then you make them walk to the matric make dance. Them walk, yeah. oh, come yeah. on, Barry. And here's a, an email from Shokat, uh, Shokat Hamdili saying, I'm really enjoying your interview with uh, Barry Hilton. And uh, Shokat, thanks for the kind words. I'll pass those Thank sentiments you. on to the team as well. Um, a Beggy, uh, e, and, um, or rather Beggy in Langa says, the cousin, respect. Um, there's another one here from Ev, um, Iona Schultz and friends in Cape Town saying, hello, Barry. Trudy and John uh, Bezenkon from Switzerland send you wow. their love, and they are listening to you on live streaming. How's that? Uh, how's it, Trudy and John Bezenkon? My God, that's from about 40 years ago I know them. So 
That's incredible. In fact, I worked in Vienna two years ago, and they came to see me. Is it Vienna? Zurich. I was in Zurich, uh-huh. and they came to see me. And I was very honored that they caught a train, and it took them four hours <coughs> on the train to come and see me. So it was really cool. Wow, and they, they, they're listening now? Are they streaming live? So thanks for listening, Trudy and John. Yeah, and thanks, Trudy and John. How's that? And here's one from Timber. It says, Barry Hilton has been around for so long, Homo Naledi has his DVD autographed by him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. That, that is, is really funny. funny. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. Please post that on my Facebook page. Please do that. We that's will Barry do that. Hilton official. That is so funny. <laughs> Carol says, good morning, cousin. There's nothing better than a good laugh. Thank you and welcome to Hermanus. And then Joe has a question for you. Joe says, do comedians have a duty to speak to human rights issues and oppression, etc., using comedy and their influence on society like some comedians did during apartheid? I think, uh, if I may answer that from my heart, comedians have a duty to do what they do and, and, and close gaps in between people's cultural differences and show people how silly we are by just being a bigoted person or whatever. Let's be together and focus. So if that's what he means, yes, it's our duty to be outspoken and push the envelope, but nicely along so people realize that if you look around, South Africa is this fantastic place. We go all over the world. But in South Africa, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, have you noticed, people say hello to you. Mm. People go, hello, how's it? How's it? They did. Uh, but now people overseas think that South Africa, because I, I always open my show and I say, hi, I'm from South Africa, so if you just pass your wallets forward, there won't be a problem. <laughs> but then people assume that that's what happens. That South, uh, it's, that South Africa is the most beautiful place in the whole world, and I choose to live here. And I, and I want to be here forever. I just love it. Uh, certainly. Uh, let me read a few more messages. Tebza in Mashiko says, um, uh, Barry just cracks me up uh, when he looks at you with his big eyes. And I really miss his Savannah ads. Uh, David mm-hmm. says, the cousin is the funniest dude, though. Um, and number one, Stembi Somkize says, um, you are the boss. What a morning with uh, Barry Hilton. Wow. And um, Bokwe for Boka says, cracking myself up with uh, Barry Hilton and um, uh, uh, talking about Steve Hoffman emceeing there and uh, the, the favorite cousin hashtagging all of that. And you've done a lot of TV work, films, yeah. adverts. Which was your favorite? And I know that's a tough question. It's like choosing your favorite child. But there must be something that stands out. Um, actually, obviously the Savannah ads were really strong and really good and all that. But at the moment in time... Um, um, in fact, on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night, I'm doing another advert for Roman's Pizza. So that's good. It's good fun. I like working with Roman's Pizza on the adverts because the director is so sharp and he lets me do what you do. You know, he doesn't. He's not one of these artists that that make you do exactly what he wants. He says, like, you do the thing, I'll just film. So it's like a, so the, the Roman's advert, nice, are nice. But I, I did, a, I did a, my first. Um, advert was with Volkswagen Fox and I remember that that was sort of basically the most exciting thing that I did because it was my very first advert wow. Volkswagen Fox in 1991 you know what I'm going to look for that because yeah. now that you mention it 
I kind of think I can almost recall what it is that you talk, but I'm going to look for it. I was pulling a, I was pulling a big block with a Volkswagen Fox, and it was a rhino behind me. That's what it was. Down the hill. I have to go and look for that because I'm kind of, yeah, I'm going to definitely take a look at that. Um, Let me read one from Wendy here. Wendy says, thanks, Barry. It's so great that you are not one of those comedians who has to use foul language like the majority. Keep it up. Why do you think the audience enjoys swearing, though? I don't know. I don't think the audience do. If you take um, Trevor Noah, he doesn't swear. And he's made a worldwide, worldwide phenomenal success. He doesn't swear. So he's proved the point that I've, I've said for 30-odd years. You don't have to do this. And now he's a worldwide star, and particularly in America. So, yes, good. I tell all the young comics that I work with, don't swear so much, dude, because then you're going to have much more fun. You'll be lively for a lot, much more longer. So. Mm, absolutely. Gr- great advice there. Uh, yes. But take... I've just taken a look at your Facebook page and your favorite Bry songs. Yes. <laughs> With a light on. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why? That the light is removable. So what you do is, if you're brying, because men are allowed to do this, because men pee in the garden. It's a man thing. You've got to do that to sort of mark your turf. So <sighs> you can just take the light out and then point your way to the, your favorite pee spot. So it's as simple as that. That's why we got the bright song with the light. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's to help men sort of focus so we don't come back and embarrass ourselves. Oh, the Neanderthals <laughs> around. But, but, we but, are. Uh, uh, let me read uh, for the listeners uh, who haven't seen it. So uh, Barry's favorite bry songs, uh, this I took from his Facebook page. I believe I can bry. It's my party and I'll bry what I want to. And I can actually hear these songs playing as I'm reading them. Bry me a river. Come yes. bry with me. Yeah. Um, what about uh, live and let bry? <laughs> you remember? <laughs> live and let bry. And I don't know if you check. The, the Antwerp are doing one now. Have you seen that? The no, I haven't. I haven't. Haven't you seen it? Uh-uh. Oh, haven't you? You know the Antwerp. I know the Antwerp. Yeah, I, I know them. Okay, so I've actually made a little cartoon about it that says Fork Yellow Briars. Yeah. So that's what they do. They There's another group that's gone mad in America. They're really cool. I love them. The yeah. And, and it's teaching amazing. People, teaching people how to bry. No, absolutely amazing. Um, you know, Barry, uh, we, we, we fast coming up to uh, the end of the show. It's amazing so how sad. fast time uh, runs yes. out when you're having fun. But yes. um, you've been approached by Random House to publish your memoirs? Yes, but um, I've got ADD, so it'll probably start today, and then it'll, the end of the book will start when I was 12 or something like that. I don't know. We're going to do it someday, but one of these days, because I've got over 30 years' experience in it. I've had my ups and downs. I go along and, and whatever, so it'll be great. We are going to do a, a book, but uh, give it a little while yet. I still want to work for a while. Before I ask you to tell us, you know, where our listeners can go um, see you perform, uh, first, this one from Cynthia, who says, what can you say to Bafana Bafana? Bafana Bafana. Do you remember that when they played in the World Cup? They were so bad. They got back to South Africa before their emails. Ah, Barry. (laughs) 
<laughs> the English players just got kicked out of the rugby team now, and they just went home. So it was easier. They caught a bus home instead of a plane. So, no, Bufana, Bufana, great size. We need to we need to make a plan. It's uh, lekker. I love be, I love being a South African. Everything South African is cool. We must look on the bright side of South Africa, not on the on the dark side. Be happy. We all go forward. And if uh, you want to see my show, yes, come to the Rockwell Theatre on Sunday. I'm working in Cape Town on Friday and Saturday, but the shows are both sold out. But the Rockwell, there's a limited amount of tickets left over. The Rockwell in Cape Town on Sunday, they can get the tickets on Compute Ticket. I really do appreciate this interview. I really do. And Barry, here's a message I think yes, that really uh, caps it all nicely. Uh, Yusuf Kasim Musa says, love his gentleness and the way he speaks. Keep it up, Barry. Wow. You can't beat that, can you? Thank no. you so, so much. Thank you for thank coming you through this morning. thank you all for loving me so much. I'm, I'm, I'm honored and I'm very blessed. Well, thank you so much. And uh, that's everybody's uh, favorite cousin, Barry Hilton. And um, you can go and see him in Cape Town uh, this weekend. And I must just also say thank you to everybody who tuned in, listened, participated. And the producers, uh, Sisanda Jonas and Swaki Ashweshwe Ku, also Maria Moate, Mulebukheng Sibidi, Misho Shandlale, foreign producers Ronald Piri and Jake Mukoma, and senior producers Lungile Mabaso and Tengiwe Mabaso, technical producer Ulebukheng Monana, executive producer, producers Aubrey Sachia and uh, Krivani Pele. Well, you have yourself a fantastic weekend and uh, we'll be back bright and early on Monday morning between 6 and 9 a.m. Take care and see you back then.